Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the world-famous Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, holding it down with my main man, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Coming up on the program today, Wild Card Weekend on deck. Start to get you ready to set your DFS lineups. Also, talk a little one and done, too. Let you know which way to go, even though we will be competing against each other. Wild Card Weekend in the NFL is upon us. We got four matchups. To talk about, break down, discuss, see if we can get the right pieces pushed to make a little bit of change this weekend and some DFS action. Also, if you want to head out to the book, got you covered on that one too. Give you some opinions on that. Fancy Tash, Jim Day, what's good with you, my man? Hey, happy Friday, Corey. I can't wait. Wild card weekend happening. It's uh, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Better weekend, of, better weekend of football, the wild card round or the divisional round? I like the wild card round usually because they're more high scoring. Okay. As you get deeper in, they start to come down a little bit. You don't see those huge scores. Usually, Wild Card Weekend gives you those bigger gains. Oh, wonderful. All right, cool. So that's good. We got four games. Now, Jim, how are you playing slates? You playing a Saturday-only slate? You playing a weekend-only slate? How are you mixing up your, you know, what you playing all four games? Or are you, are, you, are you breaking them up two at a time? Or are you just doing whatever? Or are you taking whatever's out there? Um, you know, I, I like playing the full slate always, but then, you know, this week with the two games on each day, I want to have a little something invested. So I'm going to play each of the daily slates as well. Now, when it comes to getting, um, your, uh, slates together, right? You got the main slate, you got Saturday only, you got Sunday only. So I guess today we'll kind of, well, you know, let's start off. Let's focus on Saturday only. Cause I think Saturday you can find some actual, I think Saturday is interesting because, one thing I think you can do this time of year, Jim, is you kind of got to handicap the game and break it down by the way you think the game should play out. Once you get a feel of how you think the game should play out, then you can kind of decide who to put in your lineups. Would you agree with that? Uh, slightly, but I, I actually, what, what I need to do is, uh, you know, it's different. If you're playing in a one-and-done or even a two-and-done it's a totally different strategy than if you're. And if you're frozen, yeah. If you're frozen, then this is what you're looking at. Yeah. So we got uh, let's, we got to uh, get reset. Uh, Jim, get him rocking and rolling. He was saying it's a totally different strategy if it's one and done, two and done, or if you're doing it the DFS style. And I agree with him on that. See, one thing I think that is is key is you got to figure out how the game is going to play out. For example, Texans and Colts. If you think somebody goes up early, you kind of throw the running game out the window. Or if you or if you look at the, the Cowboy games, you know it's going to be a slow grind down game. Both teams trying to run the football effectively. 
But if the you know, and, and both teams should be able to run the football effectively. But let's just say Dallas jumps out early and Seattle has to go more pass heavy. So you when it comes to these playoff contests, you kind of got handicapped the field all the way through. Let me know when we get Jim back. So I think that's one way to look at it right there, is um, you know, breaking it down that way. The Houston and Colts game should be, in essence, the highest scoring game of the weekend. You got Andrew Luck. You got Deshaun Watson. Teams have played well on defense, but not the stout defense that you see in a lot of the other matchups that's taking place this weekend. I think that's a good place that you can go to look for points. Deshaun Watson, I would say, is probably the number one quarterback on the slate this weekend, followed probably by Russell Wilson. I'm interested to see what, what uh, Jim's take would be on that one. Because I think you kind of, especially if you're doing sat, well, if you're doing Saturday only, I think it's really, oh man, it's really tough because Luck the quarterback on the road while Watson is the quarterback at home that's playing lights out right now. I think Dak Prescott would be one of the guys that's lower ranked. Obviously, Russell Wilson, the MVP candidate, has to carry the team by himself. So I think Wilson is a is, is an interesting play. If you, but it's got to be a situation where I see the, I don't see where. Even though Seattle runs the ball a lot, a lot of their touchdowns come through the air. Same thing kind of goes with Dallas. They run the football heavy, but you can see Dak Prescott hit a touchdown run. You can see a long pass to Gallup. You know that Zeke will control the football from 20 to 20, but when it comes down to scoring a touchdown, um, both of these teams can look to the air, and I think that's the way it plays out. So we get Jim back up. We'll contemplate that and break that down a little bit when we uh, get Jim back Kind of see what some of his thoughts are. Everybody that's in the playoff uh, leagues, make sure, I'm sure Jim will d- double down on this when we get him back on. Make sure you sign up and get logged in and make your selections for this us- upcoming weekend. We got less than 24, well, we got a little over, over 24 hours before the kickoff of Wild Card Weekend. So spend your Friday night trying to figure out your strategy, get your lineup together, or spend your Saturday morning doing the same thing. Uh, we got Jim back now? What up, Jim? Hello. Oh, you froze up on me, Jim. But I was asking you about strategizing for the Saturday-only contest. Okay, well, what, what you have to do is, you know, you, you're looking for the guys that have the chance for the big game. And, uh, you know, you take that one or two guys that you think have that huge game, and then you take, at least in my opinion, a bunch of, you know, stranglers, uh, guys that are on the outside that may have a shot at, at putting, a, you know, a big game on the table. And that's uh, that's what you're looking at here. You, you're trying to find those Identify those guys that are on the outside looking in that could all of a sudden come out and have a big game. But when, when okay, I get that part. But like I was saying earlier, I think you got to kind of figure out in your head how the game is going to play out. I could be mistaken on 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 this, Jim. Seattle is the highest you know running team in the NFL. A lot of the touchdowns come through the air, though, right? Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson has been phenomenal in his efficiency at throwing passing touchdowns with the limited number of passing attempts he's having. So, yeah, definitely they they do come a lot through the air. Um, You know, Carson has done well, but he's not put up, you know, crazy numbers when it comes to touchdowns. So, yeah, it definitely comes from Russell Wilson when they get down the red zone. He's still their main guy. Now, when you say it comes from Russell Wilson, you mean from Russell Wilson throwing the football in the end zone, not so much Russell Wilson running. On the other side, Dak Prescott has a lot of rushing touchdowns. Now, he may pan out to be the lowest-ranked quarterback on Saturday, Jim, but he may have the highest upside because he could run to one and throw to. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the, 
the only thing I'll say to that is Seattle has only allowed two rushing touchdowns in away games all season. Um, so that that's you know what you're looking at with them. They just haven't allowed. Um, hold on, I'm trying to see something. Yeah, he's here. looking it up while wow, Jim is looking it up. No, no, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm looking at my spreadsheet, and it seems to be oh, you an got error, a spreadsheet. So I'm to fix oh, oh, Jim's, Jim's. Now, I, 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 th- Corey, I think you are ready to be a BFF. You got a spreadsheet and everything. Let me find Corey, out you it, drink Michelob Ultra. I don't drink Michelob. Ultra. <laughs> um, I have a spreadsheet for everything, Corey. I always have a spreadsheet, um, but I'm looking at one now, and I think I have an error in it, so I need to figure it out. But it shows me actually it's saying that they actually haven't given up a single touchdown to quarterbacks on in the whole season. So there you go right there. Got a situation where Jim froze up on your boy again. So you try to get Jim Day back up and uh, enroll him. Excuse me while I uh, send a text message. Um, so there you go. Even though the Seahawks have not given up these touchdowns throughout the course of the season, I think it's something that Dallas plays into their offense. A lot of teams don't build quarterback runs into their offense. The Cowboys actually do. So I think that a Dak Prescott touchdown is more than likely, but just imagine of what he can do in the air. And the Cowboys will take deep shots down the field. He's going to have to hit those. When you look at the other quarterbacks, and in in, um, obviously Russell Wilson is the most talented one, the weapons on the outside, not as good as they have been, but he's able to find and pick off a couple of receivers from time to time throughout the course of the year. We've seen Lockett hit some big plays. Even though Dallas really doesn't really give up too many big plays down the field, Russell Wilson be able to do some damage with his legs, but you're still looking at a lower-scoring game. At least that's what we expect to be a lower-scoring lower game. Now, the, high, the points on Saturday is going to come from the, the, the game with um, the, the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. And that's why I think, you know, you may want to trend towards Deshaun Watson because he's going to have more opportunities put the football in the air, get those rushing yards, and he's not going up against a stout defense as Russell Wilson would be. So I think you do want to have some shares of Wilson because, like, like me and Jim discussed, they tend to throw a lot of their football, a lot of their touchdowns tend to come via the air. Now, the Ezekiel Elliott situation is interesting. Ezekiel Elliott in Saturday-only contest, maybe even in the whole weekend contest, is going to be, like, probably around well over 60% owned. You're not going to be able to get a lot of value there, but I don't think it's a situation this weekend where you can really fade Zeke. Then you got to get Zeke out there. A lot of people will pivot, move with Lamar Miller. Think about Lamar Miller. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Lamar Miller. He has had some more success this season, but I'm just like, he's not going to be in any of my lineups. I'd rather take a shot on one of the Indianapolis Colts or running backs, maybe a guy like Naheem Himes. Obviously, I think Damari, uh, Deion Damari, DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper. I kind of combined the two players right there and created Damari. But one name is DeAndre, the other one name is Amari. I think these two dudes are going to be uh, staples in people's lineup. Now, I think we also got to get off of those two, especially when it comes to pass catchers. I like Eric Ebron a lot this week, but don't sleep on Dallas Cowboy tight end Blake Jarwin. Now, he's going to be priced up because unfortunately, well, unfortunately for us for this weekend, he had three touchdowns last week. So his DFS price will be priced up. You're not going to be able to get him for that for that bottom barrel dollar. Right, matter of fact, right now he's thirty three hundred dollars on on DK. So I think Ebron is obviously the 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 guy that's going to get a lot of people in on him. But don't sleep on Blake Jarwin this weekend. He's seeing more targets week after week. Had the big three touchdown game last week. 
They could try to use him in the red zone a little bit more this week also. So I think Blake Jones is an interesting play. Um, Kiki Kuti, depending on what the injury situation is, I think he's probably – he's in – Kuti is 4,000. Uh, Michael Gallup is 3,600. So you have a decision to make between those two players. Dontrell Inman, I've seen some people talk about uh, also this week. He's a real cheap wide receiver at $4,300. It's really tough for me to trust Dontrell Inman, but it's got to be really tough to trust Michael Gallup also. Cole Beasley, another dude that could be in play this weekend. Cole Beasley is, one, is a player that is should be more like a security blanket for Dak Prescott, but he's definitely good enough for some big third-down catches. He saw the big touchdown last week. I think if Dallas wants to win this game, I think you're going to have to see more Cole Beasley get him involved a little bit more in the, in the passing game and my, in the offense in general. Me? Now, so I gave you Blake Jarwin. Hello. Ah, Jim Day, what's up with you, buddy? <laughs> I hope I'm back. Right, we got I'm you sure loud and clear we'll right now. Is everything, is everything okay in the Day household? Everything's fine here. I'm not sure if it's me, if it's them, if it's uh, Cablevision. But, you know, hopefully when you get the job there, you can fix this stuff. Yeah, no, no. I mean, when I get to, when I get to Cablevision, I'm going to make sure that I'm uh, located in the Midtown Manhattan area just so I can make sure that uh, Studio 34 is well taken care of. I got to holler at Cablevision soon, you know what I'm saying, Jim? Yeah, I hear that. Uh, look, I heard you talking about Blake Jarwin. And, you know, I, hey, look, at this point in time and at tight end, uh, why not take a shot after last week? But I can't envision him doing anything like that to uh, to Seattle, who's played very well against tight ends all year. I think Kittle is the only tight end all season who, who went over 100 yards against him, and anybody else is not even close. Uh, Jim, I think you throw that stuff out the window this time of year. Well, you got to throw something out the window, but I, you know, look, I, for me, this game really comes down to a, a couple different things. Uh, first one, which quarterback is better? Right, Sorry, so Russell. Right, yeah, Russell. Yeah. Well, Jim, he's going to win that matchup with most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I totally agree. You know, I love Russell Wilson, but I'm just saying, I, I, this is my criteria. I'm looking at that. Then I'm looking at coaches. Yeah, Frank Reich or uh, Bill. Uh, Frank okay, Reich. Frank Reich. Easy, easy one right there. <laughs> Now, of course, you know, you guys win on running back. Ezekiel Elliott, Marlon Mack, no no chance there. Marlon Mack is going to have a very tough time running against Dallas. Um, so there. You, Marlon you got, Mack you guys is not running against one. Dallas. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> is it the Super Bowl? The Cowboys <laughs> made the Super Bowl, Jim? Wow. <laughs> like Chris Carson. Um, so, you know, he's going to have a hard time rushing against them, but – Really, all he needs is to get one or two chances in the red zone, and he could score. So he could still pay up, but it's definitely a harder choice. So then you come to wide receivers, and uh, I'm sorry, you know, Seattle wins. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Who who has the more talented player? You have the one more talented player in Amari Cooper. I won't discount that. Well, except for if Baldwin was 100% healthy, I would discount that. Yeah. Um, just because Baldwin has always been more consistent than Cooper has. Um, but uh, he, he is the more talented one right now because Baldwin is not 100%. But then once you get past that number one, the number two, number three, number four are all better in Seattle. Lockett, David Moore. Lockett's having a year. And David Moore's even had pretty good time when Lockett right. was out, stuff like that. And, None of the other Dallas wide receivers have stepped up to that range. Now, the and, only and one. See, I think Gallup. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. I bet. The only one I would say that I have any any 
like for this week on, on Dallas is not Michael Gallup. It's going to be Cole Beasley. And that's only because I think in a game where he knows he needs to try and keep moving the chains, I think he's going to start looking for Beasley in that role in this game. I agree with you on Jim. I think I think for the Cowboys to get the victory, I think you need to have a solid game from Cole Beasley. But what I worry about, Gallup is going to be open and get a shot. Is Prescott going to miss him? That's the problem. Because if Prescott connects, you could get a 65-yard Michael Beasley touchdown. And on a short two-game slate, that could be a game changer. Michael Beasley touchdown? I mean, Michael Gallup. Oh, Jim, you act like you just didn't <laughs> well, say that Marlon Mack played for the damn. <laughs> oh, did, did you hear what happened to Chris? I, I finally heard what happened to Chris. Oh, what happened to him? I heard he hurt, hurt his leg, and he was, like, walking around like he was on a peg leg, and then somehow scratched his eye so he's got an eye patch on. I hear everybody on the fourth floor is, is calling him uh, – uh, Corn Road the Pirate. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see Ventura. Uh, I saw uh, Brother Ventura quickly uh, yesterday in passing, and I was expecting him to be sitting right here. And then I got in the studio, and I was like, where the hell is Chris Ventura at? So shout out to the homie Chris Ventura. Get us back on the program next week. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget, got you covered all weekend long right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Got you covered on YouTube, whatever the case may be. Don't forget tomorrow morning, big kickoff college football today with Joe Lisi, Terry Bowden being in studio with the boys tomorrow. Saturday, excuse me, Sunday, we'll go um, we'll go live, pregame, and then you got us live game time right here while the Chargers and the Ravens are on. Fancy football friends, your telephone calls when we come back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Hey, let's go. Fantasy football frenzy. Turn the joint up, Yang. Where you was at? Where was you at? You already know what I'm saying. Fancy football friends, the FNT. Put some orange right over the top of that. You can rock out for that one, Jim. No, I say put some horns right over the top of that. That'd be nasty. There you go. Little future. Where you at? So, um, we're in Studio 34. Jim's in New Jersey, getting ready for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, 844-843-6879. And I haven't had a chance to speak to my homie in a minute, so I want to get him back in here before we continue the discussion of some things that we can look for in DFS this weekend. Now, let's open up the telephone lines. Go to my man, Nithin, in New Jersey. Nithin. Before, but How about I, them Cowboys, Corey? How about yeah. them Cowboys? Let me get a, Nithin, let me get a hearty NFC East champion. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Corey? I love it. I love now. it. It would be the last time all year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nobody, how about them Cowboys? So I got to say, get, uh, how get, you guys I'll give you Happy one more. You get one more. <laughs> how about them Cowboys, Corey? My, my man, yeah, Nathan, so. what's good with you, big dog? How can we so, help you today? So I got, yeah, so I got a couple of things. First, 
uh, happy New Year to you guys. Uh, you guys are, are the best, and uh, Thank you, sir. I wish you a healthy, uh, a healthy and uh, productive uh, New Year. So that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, man, uh, well, I'm psyched about tomorrow. I wish the game was today, but we got to wait till tomorrow night. Yeah. But uh, it's a, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we're home. But the, the thing is, uh, Russell Wilson, he, he can beat you on his own in different he certainly ways. certainly can. So if the Cowboys, so if the Cowboys can uh, – plus, our front seven has been good this year. So if our front seven can contain uh, like we did the whole season against Russell Wilson, then we have a chance because Wilson has pretty much nothing on the offense except for Chris Carson, a healthy dog Baldwin, which is uh, questionable. But uh, if, if the Cowboys can uh, defense can contain him, we have a chance. Plus, all we have to do is run the ball with Zeke. Dak Prescott, uh, what a game he had against the Giants. If he has that type of game again uh, tomorrow, then we're definitely winning the game and moving on in uh, Los Angeles. What do you think? I hope we okay, do. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, One go quick ahead, question. What do you think the chances yeah. are that he has another big game like that this week after having one last week in a game that meant nothing? Uh, a ninety-five percent possibility that he'll have another ninety-five percent against Seattle in a playoff game. Wow, you are a Cowboy yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> yep, See, I'm a I'm a die-hard Cowboy fan. Uh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, man. Can... I I feel for you. <laughs> don't don't feel hopefully for him. Don't worry about the five Super Bowls <laughs> that he's seen. <laughs> he hasn't seen him. He he probably wasn't alive the last time. Well, he's they won he's a Super seen Bowl. at least my man Nathan seen three of them. <laughs> yeah, but only three of them. But hopefully we see one this year. But if oh, went, uh, that's going to be we're, tough. I, I think we're, I think we're, I think we're going to win tomorrow night. I, I feel confident, right, Corey? So you feel confident? I feel too, right? I feel good about tomorrow. I when I tell you what I worry about, I worry about the greatness of Russell Wilson. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. But I'm not. The thing about this is, I'm not worried about the Dallas Cowboy defense. I worry about the mm-hmm. offense and three and outs and having the defense on the field too long and Russell Wilson hitting yeah. a, and Russell Wilson hitting a big play deep in the fourth quarter, hooking up with Ty Lockett or something like that. That's what I worry yeah. about. I worry about the offense maintaining drives. That's what scares me the most, to be honest with you. Right, but if, if we maintain the drives, then we have a chance at home. But, the Cowboys uh, need to yeah, come out so and score quick. If the Cowboys can come out, jump up 14 nothing, 10 nothing. Then, yeah. then sit Zeke on him. At that point, that's the best case scenario for Dallas. Look, yeah. you guys, wait. But, uh, you, go ahead, you Jim. All, you definitely have a cho- chance. This is going to be a tight game, no matter which way it swings, mm-hmm. and very well may come down to you know one lucky play or another that actually wins this game. These two teams are are so close together, you know, uh, in the way that they do things that it, it's really it could come down to just a lucky play or two and. You know, it, it could go either way. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I'm no, picking yeah, Seattle based on the fact play. that I like Russell Wilson more. Yeah, so uh, I, I just have to say this. Uh, sorry I haven't been giving you guys shout-outs for the, all the shows uh, on the show, but uh, I have been I was in Costa Rica uh, for vacation, uh, busy with the ladies. So, Oh, good job. I'm glad you enjoyed Costa Rica. And, listen, we appreciate yeah. your support all year long, my man. Definitely good talking with you. And uh, once again, let me get a hearty. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, Corey and Jim? My man, 844-843-6879. Be like my man. Holler at us right now. Telephone line's open. Uh, Jim, before we get back to some of the playoff talk, I want to ask you about your opinion on the, uh, the, the list of Hall of Fame finalists. We'll find out on the night of NFL honors who actually begin going in the Hall of Fame. 
Uh, I'll tell you the finalists. You give me your thoughts. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, longtime guard, I believe, for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, he was great in his time, no doubt about it. It's just, you know, there's a lot of really good names on this list, including a couple of first-timers in Gonzalez um, and uh, Reed and Champ Bailey. Um, so, you know, th- those three, I, I mean, man, they almost have to be a lock right there. I think Gonzalez um, is a lock. I think Reed is a lock. I'm not sure about Champ. Yeah, man, I, if not, wow, why not? <laughs> I, I Was mean, he ever look, the best I, I of got, his era? Was he, he ever really, the best cornerback really, in the he, game? He really was. Um, as a guy, as a Giants fan, got to watch this guy back then twice a year. Um, you know, we didn't have Red Zone Channel or streaming games but or anything like that. But you saw you saw Washington versus New York. I've always, always saw Washington against New York. And I got to tell you, he was always a game changer. He was always a game changer. So, uh, you know, I, I could see it not going his way, but. Man, I, I have a hard time with that. He was just such a phenomenal ball player. I think we both agree Ed Reed is a lock, and Ed Reed will probably be Ed the last Reed man. Is definitely to, a lock, yeah. He's not. He, he's the last guy to speak to. What do you mean? Like he's he's the one that's going to close the show when they do the induction ceremony. Oh, oh. he will be the the headline attraction. He'll be the last guy to talk, in my opinion. Yeah, more than very likely. <laughs> he's definitely been a mouth all his life, so. But, you know, they, they still have a, a, quite a few other guys. I mean, if you go down the list, it's just amazing. Kevin Mawai and, uh, you know, Ali Fanica. These are all guys we grew up watching. I think Ali Fanica might be one of the best offensive linemen to ever play the game. Uh, he was always great. There's no doubt about it. The, the, ah, it's just the problem with mine, I think he only played, like, really 10 years. So that might hurt him a little bit, but. I mean, when it, you know, Steve Hodgson, Tony Vaselli, I'm trying to go through the names in my head. Um, John Lynch is on that list. Ty Law is on the list, right? Um, Edger and James is on the list. See, I think Edge, I like Edge a lot. I think Edge, I don't think Edge is a first ballot guy, though. I'm a big Edger and James fan. And, you know, I love my Miami running backs. But I don't think Edge is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Edge, Edge is eventually a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, though. And I kind of agree with that. I, I could see that. They know they want to get him in, but they may not push this time just because they have, you know, look, Isaac Bruce has been on the list for, what, six years now um, and hasn't gotten in. This, this is a guy I think should be getting in. He, man, that, that offense just changed. When you look at Isaac Bruce's numbers, Jim, he's right outside, though. Yeah, I, I don't, I, but he changed the game of football. But he also had Torrey Holt with him. But that's okay. That offense changed the game of football, and he was a huge part of it. No, but okay, done it all by but himself. But you already got Warner and you already got Falk in the Hall of Fame out of that group. And I don't think Warner should be a Hall of Famer myself. Yeah, well, that's a different debate uh, entirely. Uh, I always like Kurt Warner, but you know, there's you can make. I remember Kurt Warner on the Giants for gym. both sides of that. Yeah, but that was Kurt Warner at the end of his career. No, he went to you Arizona after that and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a good point. Um, yeah, they had to get Eli in there. Yeah, they, you're right. They had yeah. to get Eli. Remember, I remember Kurt Warner was terrible as a Giants quarterback. He used to fumble like every snap. I remember that. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Isaac Bruce, um, Edwin James, Tony G, Champ Bailey, Ty Lawson, John Lynch, Kevin Mawai, Richard, Richard Seymour, not yet. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. He'll get there, though. Tom Flores, if I'm not mistaken, that's the old Oakland Raider head coach. 
Yes, it is. Raiders and Seahawks, too. Oh, I find they coach Seahawks for a minute. Uh, Tony Baselli, another one, one of the best. You also have Don Coriel from the Chargers. And Coriel. Now, he changed football. He did, absolutely. And I think he absolutely needs to get in. So there you go right there. Those are some the finalists for the 2000 uh, for in, induction into the NFL Hall of Fame. So um, there you go right there. Interesting to see which one of those players get in. And also interesting to see if somebody sits it out like uh, like your man T.O. did last year. And, Jim, just for just – for, T.O. is the second best wide receiver to ever play. I, you get no quarrels for me. I love T.O. I, I think the, the media made so much of, of the garbage so much bigger than it actually was. It wasn't funny. He wasn't a disruptive guy in the locker room. Players liked playing with him. Uh, yeah, I just that, – all that stuff was blown up totally by the media. He, well, Jim, he played a part in it too, though, Jim. The, the push-ups and the, the sit-ups in the driveway, fighting in the locker room, criticizing all of his teammates. Uh, you know what? But ultimately, when all said and done, they all seemed to like him. Um, you know, it, it's just the passion that he brought to the game. And we've seen that with a lot of those guys. But, you know, drive push-ups in the driveway, who cares? Really, who cares? How bad is that? Really, does that mean anything to you? I mean, I, it was, I thought it was entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly why he was doing it, to be entertaining. That's why any of these guys speak out, is to get their name out there, because that's part of it, too. If they end up trying to go for another big contract, the fact that they're out there, people are talking about them, that could sway a decision. I get what you're saying, but it also can create a tension in the locker room like it did in Philadelphia. But see, that situation in Philadelphia, Jim, McNabb should have kept his mouth shut. When they asked McNabb about Terrell Owens getting quarterback money, McNabb said he should have been a quarterback then. McNabb said, don't count other people's money, Jim. You know that. I, I, I know that. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to tell you what, what I make these days. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I think at that I, I point. I'm serious, and I totally agree. You know, McNabb, you don't talk to somebody else's money. Whatever they got paid, they earned. Yeah, no doubt. And McNabb, you know, quarterback. Quarterbacks are going to get their money. That's the way these franchises run. And then, it, and then, it, then it kind of trickles down for the rest of the people. Um, like you talk about To and his actions and stuff like that, but it's not like would To would you rather have what To did or what Antonio Brown is doing right now? I'd rather have what To did. Explain. Uh, Brown basically walked out on his team that week, and, and a lot of people are saying that now that it, it looks like he he got all. Uh, PO'd because he wasn't the team MVP that Juju got it over him. And that's what started this whole big mess um, and, and why he didn't want to show up and why he basically didn't come. They had a talk. He still didn't come. Uh, at that point, you know, Tomlin did what he had to do. I would have benched his ass too. He definitely had to get benched. I'm, my thing is I hope AB is not that sensitive that he lets somebody winning team MVP keep him from showing up for his teammates. Well, the one, one great thing about the media is now now that all of this has come out, all of a sudden we're starting hearing all the stories, you know, from the past about, you know, his what his teammates have said about him. Um, you know, and, you know, uh, I forget who it was. One Ryan Clark. Yeah, right. as soon as he gets his money, forget about it. He's going to be a terror. Um, and that's, you know, what we're seeing. Well, well yeah, and see, that's the thing about it. And, I, and listen, I think Ryan Clark does a good job. I, I thought um, – A.B. calling him Uncle Tom, now that's, that's not nice. And Ryan Clark don't get down like that. Ryan Clark's in the media, got a job to do. And listen, a lot of cats know. I mean, Jim, when did you hear about, um, when did you first hear about Antonio Brown? 
Like, when did he I'm jump back. on your radar? Oh, that, for, that first season he started playing. All of a sudden, this kid come out of nowhere and making all these crazy catches and just lightning fast. Man, that, right away. Antonio Brown was a youth and a high school football legend in South Florida. The thing about it was Antonio Brown couldn't grasp the concept of getting his lesson, getting the education. So that's why he, that's why he ended up at a smaller school because Antonio Brown never really like Antonio Brown was so wildly popular. Everybody knew he was going to be great. The reason why he kind of flew under the radar was because he just didn't like going to school. Like Antonio Brown was like, I'm, I go to school to play football. I have no, I don't care about getting an education. And I think that, and that's why Antonio Brown was a person that when he got to the next level in college football, he wasn't known. But Antonio Brown was the man. Like everybody knew he was going to be a big star, but he just couldn't get the schoolwork done. Uh, and there is that. There's quite a lot of people in our country that have a hard time learning in school, whether it's the, you know, school itself or the person. A lot of people just have a hard time with learning. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we've he seen gets, it time and time again. He gets uh, on that. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there, and I, you know, I, I find this amazing that, you know, I talked. I could talk to a hundred people, and you know, seventy-five of them have not read a, a full book in since they left high school. And to me, that's freaking crazy. I, I read. <laughs> I got a whole room full of freaking books that I've read every one of them probably two times. And you even and do it. it you, you, read, you, read, you read your spreadsheet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I read everything, Corey. Everything I can get in front of my eyes, I read. And, and you know, I it's just I'm at something I've always loved to do. You know, Jim, reading is the backbone of, of a good education. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I, I mean, being able to just understand what you're reading and being able to to read with facility is always good. There you go. Me and Jim, you see, it's not just football, y'all. Me and Jim give you lessons on life. You know what I'm saying? Just don't go out there playing fantasy football. You got to get education too. You know what I'm saying? That's why, Jim, when like the, the co-ed, when, when the kids call and they're on campus, move them to the front of the line, Jim, so they can get back to their studies. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot to be done with the education system in this, in this country. All these standardized tests, all this new math is just ridiculous Jim, uh, to me. If I if I move from mayor of Harlem and I decide to take my to take my my career in politics to the next level, and I just was happened to lay like say I run for a big national office like president or something like that, would you like to chair the Department of Education? Oh, they wouldn't want me to. <laughs> Man, I would throw everything out in a heartbeat and start over. 844-843-6879. Jim, some other names I mentioned about this weekend. Naheem Hines is a player that I've seen pop up on the Daily Roto Optimizer a few times. What do you think about Hines this weekend? Hey, he could definitely be in play. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, Mac is going to have some issues running in this game. It, in my mind, Houston has been outstanding against running backs, um, allowing just over 3.1 yards a, a carry on the season. Um, they've only given up one uh, one passing touchdown to running backs, but four rushing touchdowns uh, at home on the season in eight games. So, you know, I but one of them did, I believe, come from Max. So we'll see. It's still going to have a hard time putting up yardage. Uh, against them. Last time these te- two teams met 
Indy only ran for 34 yards, wow. but they did have the one touchdown. Um, and they only had 16 yards receiving as well. So Houston fairly shut this, this uh, team down. So I, I expect that to do that again. Got some telephone lines open if you want to hop in. My bad. Got some telephone lines open if you want to hop in right now, get some DFF questions for the weekend, or just chat with your homies. Fancy Football Frenzy, 844-843-6879. When we come back, we'll look at Sunday's games. It's the Frenzy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Oh boy, 844-843-6879. Oh, what are we doing? What are we doing, people? Oh, the mailman coming to the crib. That's yeah, interesting. That's Mailman's a good dude. The mailman uh, came to um, chill with us one time at um studio back when back in the Series XM days. Mailman joined us in all uh, the jazz, the old jazz and Lincoln Center studios. Shout out to Ron C. Him and Jim watching the wild card game tomorrow. I'll tell you something, Jim. Ron Siegel gonna bring something with him. <laughs> I already told him there was no need. <laughs> oh man, son. I I, I just I, I I'm just opening my new Christmas presents as we speak. Nice job, Jim. You know what I'm saying? I think I yeah, I got a couple of Christmas Christmas presents laying, uh, waiting around for me uptown too, so that was good. Um what else we got? Right quick. Oh, yeah, if y'all want to rock with us tonight, Gabe, the Sports, Sports Rage uh, 17-year anniversary, if you're in the tri-state area, you want to hang with the homies, we're going to be at the Pig and Parrot. That's Michelle's joint out there in Hoboken. Uh, the Pig and Parrot, just look it up. I don't have the damn address in front of me. Oh, I'm, I don't know what y'all think I am, you know what I'm saying? I know if Jim and Miss Day could make it out, they would have been there, you know what I mean? But This is the first I'm even hearing about it. Yeah, we got to join tonight. Gabe's uh, 17 years in, in, in radio, you know what I mean? Sports radio. Oh, cool. Yeah, so there you go. We're celebrating for the homie tonight. The address is 77 Hudson Street in Hoboken. Jim, you valve the joint off the top of your head. Well, no, I have a brother-in-law who lives right down the street. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go right there. <laughs> who knew? The Pig and Parrot is the place to be uh, tonight. So and hang it's out with the homie. It's a great place, too. A lot of fun. Yeah, you ever seen Michelle in the joint? No, I've never seen Michelle in the joint. It's, it's been a while since I've been there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, well, I think, yeah, whatever. All right, so well, that, that's cool. Jim, the quarterbacks on Sunday, Sunday's games are interesting. Saturday, we got the, the young hot shots in Watson, and uh, I wouldn't call Prescott a hot shot. You got uh, lo- I, hate, I hate the Sunday quarterbacks this week. The Sunday the only one quarterbacks. I like at all is Rivers, and even that's doubtful with having – Having to come all the way across country, having to play Baltimore, and the way Baltimore treated them the last time they played, he's a little iffy. Outside of that, I don't like any of these quarterbacks. Yeah, see what I'm saying? It's tough because you got Trubisky, Foles on Sunday. You got Rivers and Jackson. Jim, the play might be Jackson. Uh, The play probably is Jackson, but, man, I, I got to say, if I'm charging and I don't come at 
into this game having somebody on him at all times, then I'm stupid. It's simple as that. He's the main weapon. There really isn't anything else. If I'm, you know, charges, I'm not worried about Gus Edwards. If he's going to be the one that beats me, then so be it. But the one thing I'm doing is I'm going into that game, making sure I have eyes on Lamar Jackson at all times. And it's going to be the fastest guy I have on defense. I I think I think I agree. I think that's the way to play it. Also, if you do four lineups, if you do four DFS Sunday lineups, how many of them is Jackson going to be the quarterback in? Wow, Sun, oh, Sunday lineups only. Yeah, he, he's probably going to be at, at least two of them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. You know, at, Trubisky, I'll have in one just as a, you know, just because the Eagles secondary has been so terrible that if he gets any time at all, I think he could hurt them. Uh, so just a flyer type pick, um, but yeah, I, I don't like I don't like any of the quarterbacks on Sunday. Quarterbacks on Saturday is so much better this week. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Head out to the telephone lines. Let me grab my man Tariq in New Jersey. Tariq, what up, Shan? What's good? How about them Cowboys, Corey? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> okay, that's Jim, enough. That's too bad. Jim, Jim, can we get a hearty? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> what up, come Tariq? On, Jim. Yeah, come on, Jim. Oh, How about <laughs> that? That's not a hearty one. You got, you got to uh, enunciate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> How about them cowgirls? Oh, there you go. That's very <laughs> funny, oh. Jim. Oh, you getting your boys and girls confused. But, all right. Yeah, how y'all doing? Tariq, I'm chilling. I'm about to be in Jersey tonight for a little bit. The exec don't come out to Hoboken much, but you know what I'm saying? Hang with the fellas. Kick a couple back, you know what I mean, and, and celebrate with the homies. What's good with you? Word, word. I'm about to go to work, pick up my girl real quick, you know, just chilling. She got a friend? I actually proposed about, like, two weeks ago, so she's my fiance. Oh, can good. Congratulations. Shout out shout out to my man, Tariq, Goon Squad member, getting engaged, you know what I'm saying, about to tie the knot, my man. Good stuff, no doubt. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I've only been married 25 years. Don't do it. Live together in sin. Yeah. That's my that's, that's my theory, Jim. But yeah, man. I'm just gonna chill tomorrow, drink a couple beers, watch the game. Hopefully, we get this dub. I know we're gonna get this dub, but I'm just scared of Russell. Russell, Russell's a I'm beast, scared honey. He, scared, he scares me, too. Yeah. And what kind of beers are you going to be drinking? Because on the show this morning, on the morning after, uh, Gabe was running down the top domestic beers, and you would not believe number one is Bud Light. Oh, yeah, because oh, it's nah. cheap. Why you say, what do you say, Jim? Because nah, it's cheap. Oh, that makes sense, too. It ain't cheap at the damn stadium. <laughs> at no, ba- nothing's cheap at the damn yo, stadium. Yo, son, at Barclays Center... The 24-ounce can is four. No, not the, not the 24-ounce can. The 16-ounce can is fourteen fifty. That's why I don't go to stadiums anymore. <laughs> Crazy. I'm like, you can't even enjoy the game at that point. We, we went, just to give you an idea, this is like five, six years ago. My wife and I went to a Devils game where the tickets cost over 100 bucks. Now, we didn't buy them. Her, somebody at her work gave them to her. But we get there, and, you know, we're on one of the lower levels, great seats, and there's a bar right there. I go to go in that bar, and I can't go in that bar because we're not in the seats that cost $250. And, and, and that's the Prudential Are you Center. Kidding me? At the Prudential Center, you know what I'm saying? 
I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the last time you guys ever see me. <laughs> Tariq, what you going to be drinking on? Man, I'm going to drink some Coronas, you know. Corona was on the list when you, when you mixed international and domestic. Corona was fifth. Oh, man, I didn't get to catch that show this morning. I caught, I caught what's her name, a little uh, get off my lawn. Oh, yeah, Michelle was tripping show. off of uh, people that, that <laughs> she don't like the fact that Bevo and Ugga, like, like the dog, like the mascots, she don't like the fact that the, mas- that the live animal mascots be at the game. I don't have no beef with that. I know, man. It, it's been a tradition. It's been a tradition for years. You can't break that. I, I, I don't have no problem with that, Jim. You don't look like a real big Peter supporter, Jim. You got problems with livestock at games? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim don't have a problem with nothing, Tariq. To be honest with well, you. Look, I, I don't get me wrong. I love animals. <laughs> I, I've had animals all my life. Cats, dogs. I've had fish. I, I love animals. I've always loved animals. But. You know, there's still so many damn humans on this planet that need help. Thank you. That I would rather help before I would yeah. help an animal. There's I, I, nothing against the animals. I love animals. But there's so many people out there that need help. I just can't see wasting time on worrying about the animals when we need to worry more about the people. Before I let you go, my man, let me ask you a question. Uh, how far does Dallas take this playoff run? All right, so we're on the... So if we win this week, will we play the Rams? Well, Rams well, it, well it depends. We could, we could, we could play the Saints, or we could play the Rams. If the Eagles beat the Bears, the Eagles go to New Orleans. Now, I would love right. that because I think we can go into LA and pick the Rams off. I think, excuse me, I think the Cowboys yeah, are going to LA and pick yeah. the Rams off. Going into Seattle, going into New Orleans and picking the Saints off—that's a tall task. Yeah, I rather, I rather play the Saints. I'd rather play the Saints in the NFC Championship if that's possible. Yeah, I'd because rather play the Eagles in the NFC get, Championship because then this way we go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it more realistically right now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in BDN? You don't believe in the legend of Nick Foles? Nick Foles? You mean Foles? He gonna fold this year? There Not you go, the, journeyman quarterback. He's a journeyman. He's a journeyman quarterback who lucked up and won the Super Bowl. My man Tariq, but, I holla at you. Please, nobody save him. Nobody yeah. save this little this little bit if they win the championship because we're gonna get our shit grabbed. Oh, you can imagine <laughs> I, you can imagine how much out here they end up winning the championship. My man Tariq, I highlight you enjoy the games this weekend. Right. And thanks for being a supporter of the fancy football frenzy goon Wait, squad forever. Before you go to another caller, if you do here's the, the question though. The team has already come out and said they're not keeping foals next year. Because they want Wentz and they don't want there to be a quarterback controversy. I don't blame my them. thoughts. But what happens if he does, even if he just gets him to the Super Bowl without winning, what do you think happens to that fan base if all of a sudden they let him go? That's a tough call, Jim, but I think you got to do it because Wentz is the future. I love the Eagle fans. It's like, no, Nick Foles is our guy. Forget Wentz. We want to keep Foles. played like crap this year. Jim, he was coming back from, an, from a torn ACL. So then maybe they brought him back too early, but either way, he was on the field playing and playing like crap. The first two weeks... Foles didn't look good either. No, no, I agree. Absolutely. But he has been good when it counted. Jim, you don't think that they – you're not telling me that they should they should roll with Nick Foles and let Carson Wentz walk. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm thinking in, in terms of Eagles fans, if he gets them to the Super Bowl again, come on now. He's Eagles a legend fans. in Philadelphia. And let That's him walk. right. <laughs> let, he's, you let him walk. He's a legend and you let him walk. 
Uh, I, I, Listen, yeah, I Plexico Burris is a legend in this town. We ain't seen Plexico Burris in years. But if he show up in his restaurant today, his meal going to be on the house. Yeah, it sure would. But, boy, that team would, would be in for a lot of trouble on Philadelphia Airwaves. People would be roasting that team like crazy if they let him go. I can see it. Trust me, this Philadelphia sports fan is tough. But, first of all, this, this is all hypotheticals because Nick Foles ain't running another damn Super Bowl. Number one. <laughs> and he can go be the quarterback of the New York Giants and we don't have to worry about Nick Foles no more. Oh, that ain't happening either. I don't, I, you, <laughs> yeah, listen, Jim, your, your general manager is talking like, oh, uh, you know, the, 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 the talk the last five weeks of the season was, oh, Eli playing better. Sherman, Eli not that bad. He's coming along, picking up the offense. We go as Eli goes. Gettleman came to the point and was like, whoa, 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 Settle down. And it looks like Gettleman is on the right track. Nah, I don't think he is. I think they settle right back where they end up. Look, it's not supposed to be a great quarterback draft class. And believe me, I'm not the biggest draft guy. So this is what I'm hearing from others. So don't take this as coming from me. But this is what I'm hearing from from draft guys that I do uh, follow, that I trust. They're saying it's not a great quarterback class. Um, right. So that's a that's the first thing. So right off the bat, you got to be leery of wanting to take a quarterback at pick six if you don't think they're going to be a barn burner. See, here's the thing with that, Jim. I think once we once we get past, you know, the division round, and they get down to Mobile at the Senior Bowl, you'll start to hear, "Hey, this guy looked good," and then yeah, well, yeah. you have the combine. And that guy look a little bit better. And then as you move through the month of March, oh, that guy's looking a little bit better. Then his pro day comes, and he looks a little bit better. Next thing you know, he's the number one pick in the draft. I totally agree. I said that last when I was talking to Joe last weekend. It's like, you know, everybody's saying it's not a great quarterback class now, but wait till the draft, and all these guys will be kings. There you go right there. They'll talk them up. You talk up what you need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you talk up what you need. Uh, right quick, Jim. Melvin Gordon or Tariq Cohen? <laughs> take, 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 um, take, take the price tag off it. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Um, look, Gordon's Gordon. If Chargers have any chance of winning this game, Gordon has to do something. I don't care the de- who the defense is. Um, and, you know, if it's me, i got to take Gordon. Wendell Smallwood or Josh Adams? Uh, I'd have to take Wendell Smallwood just because he catches passes that Josh Adams doesn't. Which Chicago Bear wide receiver, if any, would you roster? Whew, um, great questions, but tough. Uh, which uh, Look, I, I got to go with Allen Robinson. I, I don't love it, and I probably won't roster him, but if I had to, I'd have to go with Robinson. Gus Edwards or Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard. Easy. You said uh, that one easily. Yeah, I, I did. Look, I like Edwards. I just think he's going to have a tough time in, in this game. I, I like Howard to be more involved. In, and I think, you know, they'll use him to try and stop that Philly rush. If you're paying down, meaning not going with Ertz at tight end on Sunday, is it Mark Andrews or Dallas Goddard? Ooh, Mark Andrews out. Or Trey, I'd or Trey with, Burton. I'd, I'd, I'd go with Andrews. Um, 
it's definitely a risky call, but Burton just, he's let everybody down all year. Hasn't been that guy. He could have a big game, but just hasn't been that guy. Dallas Goddard would definitely be a, you know, a what the heck type play. He could come into play. They've, they've used him in that, you know, realm before. And I, I could see them double teaming Ertz all game. So Goddard could become in play, but I just think, uh, man, man, Andrews, but he's got uh, Jackson throwing to him. Okay, screw it. I changed my mind. I'm going to go with Goddard. All right, you go with Goddard. Uh, $4,400 Darren Sproles, $4,700 Gus Edwards. Oh, you, you want the pass catching back? I do. I want Sproles. Yeah, I think they're going to try and definitely get him involved in this defense. And again, try to slow down that rush. What I worry about with Sproles is putting Sproles in the DFS lineup this week, leaving the game because of injury. Yeah, but you, can't, you sometimes you just got to take that chance, especially on a limited sleep. I get it, but if any if any offensive player playing this weekend was to get hurt and not come back to the game, not that's not like a quarterback getting a concussion or something like that. It's probably Darren Sproles. So you may be right, and I get the the feeling, but uh, like I said, on a limited slate, he's just a guy that could come out of nowhere and have a huge game. How many you do you do five Sunday lineups? How many of them are is Keenan Allen in? <laughs> Five, uh, oh, just the, the one day. Yes, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday lineups only. Yeah, Sunday lineups only. He'd probably be in three of them. All right, three out of five. Uh, you do five Sunday. But I will tell you, Mike Williams would be in the other two. All right, I like that. You do five Sunday only lineups. How many Taylor Gabriel get in? None. Wow, interesting. The big yeah, playability of Gabriel does not does not attract you? No, no, it just. Look, he, he can, but I just have no faith in him at this point. Uh, he just, ah, man, I, I just, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't, I don't know. All right, Jim, what you got? Maybe, to- maybe, maybe if, uh, if if the guys from uh, Daily Roto really liked him, I, I might change my mind, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'll let you know right now. I'll give you a peek behind the paywall, Jim. They do. <laughs> do they? They really like him. Damn, so there you go right there. That's a little that. sneak peek behind the paywall. For those of you, Daily Roto, DailyRoto.com. Actually, wait, no, no, they don't. <laughs> Sunday only, they, they Jim. Got a, they got them as, oh, on a Sunday only. Sunday okay, only. Yeah. Main. yeah, okay. Just because of the lack of players. Hey. I, I get it. I just Jim, uh, you and Joe Galina do the pregame show tomorrow. What time that kick off? 1 o'clock. 1 to 4 o'clock. Three 1 to hours. 4. There All you go. Beautiful game this. Three hours pregame show. Jim Day and Joe Galina. FNTSY radio app. Get it on iTunes. Get it on iHeart. We'll be back live on this side on Sunday morning. Festive Football Frenzy, we are.